0: My tummy's full. It's 10.45 in the morning. Oh, Should we start? No. <laughs> Welcome to What's for Brunch. <laughs> uh. I'm about to cut this part out. Or you can leave it in and show people how bad we are taking shots. There's still a tiny bit left. I have goosebumps. There's no way you'll be able to. Oh, maybe you can see it. That shot gave me goosebumps. Can you see mine in real life? I have long hair. Yeah. Today is an extra special episode of What's for Brunch because we are in the same room. <laughs> I didn't notice. Um, which you won't if you're just listening to it. <laughs> so, you won't care at all. I forgot people can't see us at all times. I know. Um, we're gonna be really bad at this because we're either just gonna be like this, <laughs> or she's gonna talk, <laughs> and then it'll look good. Um. We also have a really big brunch spread today. We actually are doing brunch. It's 10.45 in the morning. Um, and we have fruit, Brute. scones, punch. <laughs> I was wondering it's what like you were going to say. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say Rum punch, but not rum punch. Yeah, so it's a mixture of rum, Juice, <laughs> <Ramen> juice. <laughs> it's a pineapple uh, juice mixed with orange juice, yeah. Pineapple, orange juice, rum, and grenadine. Grenadine that's the other thing in there, and then, and then all... <laughs> of course, I guess we're... we've already taken a shot because we feel awkward about the fact that we're sitting in the same room together mm-hmm. and that we have to talk Which to each other. Cause... Makes no sense because did you get that TikTok <laughs> did I send you a TikTok the other day about girls not hugging about friends who are not hugging did I say send... I don't think I sent it to you I think I saw it though <laughs> because, you know, our for you pages <laughs> no. no every time you send me a TikTok and I open my messages and watch your TikTok first mm-hmm. I get back to my for you page and like scroll a couple times and then and there's, there's a TikTok yeah no is it the one where like the girl comes into the room and it's like you haven't seen your best friend in a while and you're like yeah. and then they go <laughs> Yeah, that's a... us. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna be eating and talking at the same time, which I'm sure is gonna sound great when we go back to it. Mm-hmm. Um when you eat a scone, mm-hmm. do you eat it with a fork or do you eat it with your hands? I eat it with my hands, but aren't scones meant to be like dipped in something also? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> so we've got a lot for brunch t- today. Um and this is episode Four, technically, oh, yeah, I think we're on episode three. Book three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> book three, episode four. So, I'm really excited for this one. Um, because I think it's the best book that we've done so far. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna get into it yet. Oh, okay, okay, don't point at it. Okay, um, because <laughs> first we need to talk about what we are reading currently or what we just finished because I just finished a book so I'm kind of in between I also just finished a book um you took it <laughs> can you go get I it I can't get out of here my legs Listen. don't fit yeah my setup's a little different because there's an extra person so I just finished a book a few days ago and it's this one it's called the house in the cerulean sea which I keep wanting to call it the house and on the." but that doesn't make sense it is on an island it's not on the sea um this is really good it's by tj clune which is much easier i don't Um, like pronouncing names neither do i like this is the easiest name so far that we we don't have a good track record yeah and i can't i'm too embarrassed to even do this this one's really cool it's got like a pretty um it's a pretty book it's a really pretty book and if i could describe it in one word i would describe it as cute It is very, like, happy, like, love. It's not, like, happy through the entire thing, but it's very, like, um, heartwarming and cute. Found family. Yeah. I've read it already. But it's, there's some cute children in it and a cute love story in it. And um, some, like, people who seem grumpy but aren't really grumpy. (laughs) um, And I like those type of people. So you should read this book. It's really good. I just finished it. And um, this is... A popular book. A Little Life's a pop- popular book. I've seen it. On <laughs> this is what I'm reading next. Maddie has already read, read this. Um, And I've, wait, hold on. We need to start our drink timer. Oh. Setting a timer for 15 minutes in five, four, <laughs> three, two. <laughs> I know you see somehow. Oh. Um, so, I have had to mentally prepare myself. I'm honestly scared to start a little life because of how sad it is. I have no idea what it's about and I haven't started it yet but Maddie's read it and a couple other of our friends have read it and it's I think about it and I want to cry. Is it depressing? Yep yeah so um it's a good thing it's summer and I have some time off <laughs> that I can't spend alone in a room for 800 pages of torture crying mm-hmm. I mean the, the, Maddie even sent me <laughs> snapchats and for those of you who can't <laughs> see um is that this won't be funny to you but no, is that that's an actor right yeah it looks like the guy from the Truman Show what's his name no yes no, I swear to no. god I'm gonna bring up Jim show. Carrey. Yes, that's that's not Jim it looks like Jim Carrey, but I swear that's not Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey. But for those of you who can, like, if you're watching us on YouTube, um this is what Maddie's face looked like in her Snapchats that she sent me while she was reading the book with your headlamp on. Yeah, <laughs> it like, it's not. It can't be. That's Google funny. it right now. Who's on the cover? Oh, who's on the cover of A Little Life? Did you know that they have a play? that they do in london really mm-hmm. and it's just this production because the book is so popular we're feeling very um european let's go with Lundy. our scones to London. <laughs> <Lundy. Lundy. laughs> is the cover of a little life yeah look this up because i want to know peter who are oh so no one that we know i thought it was jim carrey It doesn't to keep jim it with jim but carrey like a different actor who usually plays like he always plays like a a dad or like a cop or like a serious like man in like the movies that he's in I don't know name a movie I don't know I don't know anyway that's what what I'm gonna start reading in a minute I just got done with a book it's actually I think it's pretty popular um it's called if we were villains I don't actually have it with me because I'm not at my home but um it's very the (laughs) This could be my home. Um, it's very. I don't know how you say it. Dark acad- academia.
1: Academia. Like a-
0: academia. Like I say academia, academia now, but like. I academia. academia. Okay, so it's like that, and I think that's like really catching on because a lot of a lot of books are like dark. You go to college, and a bunch of shit happens. So it's kind of like a mystery. You kind of can predict the ending, but the ending is, like, amazing, mm-hmm. and I need someone to read it so that I can debate it with them and what they think happens at the end of it. I don't know what that means. She said it has a very open ending, and I don't think I've read and a And there's book. not going to be a second book, so it's, like, one of those ones where you're like, you can guess what happened. I can't tell you a single book I've read right now that has an open ending like that, so... That sounds interesting. It actually irritated me a lot for the first like 24 hours, but. That would be irritating. I, I feel okay now. <laughs> I, I read a rom-com, like- I'm fine. Is there, is there any like book talk, book culture stuff that we need to discuss? Did you see that Um, it ends with us? Is God, like- it, let's stop. And uh, listen, I'm okay <laughs> with it. Like they are doing everything wrong. I was going to read it to watch the movie. It was he's just should read it it's not great but it's also like I think it's I the laughed. better one of her books I laughed when I saw it is is it officially done indefinitely officially <laughs> done. <laughs> that makes me laugh another thing I read um this is really popular a good girl's guide to murder and I just saw a casting photo I didn't even know that that was being turned into like a movie or TV show or something. Is it the one with the girl from Wednesday? Yes. Okay. But I'm telling you, I think the casting's perfect. And I will never get over. Okay, we're not discussing that book, but I will never get over how close it is to that true crime one. Oh, you to me. I to... just looking at them though. There's, there's just a bunch of like similarities between that and then um, the true crime case of like Haman Lee and Adnan um, Syed. If I'm saying cute. that right. Yeah. The it's serial, the podcast serial, um, which is a really good true crime story that you should all listen to because it's really interesting. No. But Don't there's let her document. <laughs> there's a <laughs> of true crime stuff. It um, nightmares. I listen to Morbid, shout out to Morbid. Um, love them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh it's just there's so many similarities between the the mystery like crime that's like going on in a good girl's guide to murder and that it's completely different mm-hmm. but there's just like little just looking at there's like it, a bunch like, of little similarities and then like, like reading the synopsis I was like wait yeah it sounds exactly like just similar like um character profiles to the actual People, But there was no, like, little girl who... And then the ending's completely different mm. because I'm not going to spoil a it. book, isn't there? Yeah. There's, like, three. Yeah. Mm. I'm not going to spoil it because the ending is sort of a plot twist, I guess. Sort of. Mm. Um, if they long make long. it into a movie, it's going to be really cool because... And I've been on this kick for the book, for everything that I've been reading lately, but especially the book that we're going to talk about today. Um, actually getting to see the characters and like watch them like just be able to like actually visualize them like when they talk and like what they look like that would be cool for for that book as well so i saw that that was gonna be a thing maybe but anyways i feel what'd like that's say? all the the tiktok culture what'd you say before though mm-hmm. so what's the what's the culture right now or something oh just like what's going on in like pop culture it's books. dark Acad- academia 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 <laughs> dark macadamia nuts <laughs> It is though ninth house. That I just read. And oh, I've heard of it. If we were villains, and then the secret society. They all look like books. They're I would be all read. dark. I'm definitely like what a judge a book by the cover, literally type of. book. That's not what the cover of the book like. There was looks one like book that, that you read that was really pretty, and I was like, "Oh, I want to read that because it's really pretty." Was <laughs> it a marvelous light? Okay, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> How much time do we have left how much seven minutes that's okay let's get started are we ready to get started i'm ready I'm ready to get started so the book that we're talking about today is this is probably backwards in the camera but anxious people by friedrich i'm saying backman because i'm saying i'm just gonna say it no other names again i don't know if it's bachman or backman or if i'm just being dumb well he's what swedish he's swedish So Friedrich Backman is a famous author. He's a number one New York Times bestselling author from Sweden, and he's actually from Stockholm. So if you've read (laughs) Anxious People and um, you know that he's from Stockholm, you know that he's actually like making fun of himself kind of in the book. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's kind of like a funny ha-ha at himself um, with the way that they talk about Stockholmers in the book. Um, So the book takes place in Sweden. Um, He's also... (laughs) <laughs> he's the best-selling author of a man called i don't she's calling it ove i will and not stop calling it ove no matter what anybody it probably is ove in my head it was off but that doesn't make sense because it's got an e on the end but i end just one. don't know because he's like all the names that he used in his thing yeah must be like regular swedish names right but he wrote that which is obviously super popular most people have heard of it um it was made into a movie and mm-hmm. ended up being nominated for an academy award so go them um it's supposed to be really good I have not read that yet and then he also is I think it's a series that he's writing but it's called Beartown and it's really popular as well I think the last book in the series just came out um it's hard to tell because one of them's called Beartown series. but then when I looked up the his most recent book that came out it said it was like the final part of the Beartown series so I don't I'm not 100% sure on that but he just came out with a new book um, and it, it might go yeah so who's this this yeah like Bear Town's first and Beartown is supposed to be being picked up by HBO so oh such a good streaming platform to be picked up by like <laughs> we're not so talking about Hulu, it Hulu you think like
1: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so if you
0: think like HBO you're like oh that's it's gonna, gonna, be gonna good. have money behind yeah. it so this man's has been busy um and he writes some really good stuff this might be one of the best books I've ever read like I told her, I was like, even if you don't like it, lie to me because this, I loved this book. It was about, it was funny. It's like a comedy, but it's also about really dark and like serious things. Mm -hmm. But in a way, like that makes it better. And it has like a happy ending, but not like a miracle happy ending. Okay. I don't want to use the word but realistic But that's what made me We're happy about yeah, it. Yeah, theory with this book because a lot of things happen in this book that yeah. aren't realistic. Right. But like, it was a realistic like depiction of- How things end up. lives, yeah. Yeah, and how things kind of just like, however they're going to work themselves out, they end up working themselves yeah, out. Yeah, the how they're supposed to. And yeah. I was really satisfied with the ending. I was very satisfied with the ending. Um, You actually read this book- a couple months ago and we were talking about you were like mid reading. I was in that it. I was thinking I was like halfway through it. Yeah. So I was I loved it then. <laughs> I love it now. This was the one that I you were telling me, oh, it's about a bank robber who accidentally takes these people hostage. Yeah. And like it's all kind of like a big like accident. And this was the one that I made the comment. I was like, I'm not saying this because in the book <laughs> they call the characters idiots. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not saying this because you're an idiot, but I'm saying this because sometimes you get yourself into these situations that is nothing near along the lines of a bank robbery, <laughs> but you know we'll get into ourselves into these situations of like how did we get here and it ends up being kind of like ridiculous and like funny of like how did we what? get here yeah, I feel like right. if we did something we would accidentally rob a cashless bank <laughs> yeah, so, right. so you wouldn't do the research right so do we want to talk a little bit i think we're going to try and do this episode a little bit differently so The first episode, we talked too much about opinion, I feel like. And we didn't give enough backstory. Yeah, Yeah. and so nobody could follow it. And then the next book, we gave too much of of the plot, too much story, and not enough of our opinion. So this time, we're going to give a quick like, synopsis of what happened in the book, because I also don't want to give away... We're going to give away the spoilers because we're going to talk about it, but... And there's so much about this book. Yeah. There's so many words in this book. And there's so many, like, changes in direction in this book that it would be hard to, like, put it all together. Yeah, and to make sense of it. But the book is about a bank robber, and I'm going to keep calling them a bank robber until we talk about stuff a little bit more. So there's a bank robber who, um, regardless of how they got to this point... Um, decides to rob a bank and come to find out that it's a cashless bank. <laughs> so they go in and they try to rob it, and everything keeps kind of like snowballing. Um, they're trying to flee and they end up taking like what eight people, seven people hostage in a nearby the apartment. The numbers are sketchy because. <laughs> yeah, the numbers yeah. are a little iffy. So pressure is mounting. Um, these eight strangers. Are completely different on the outside and they're all kind of like judging each other and that's kind of what the book is about. Um, So it's kind of the process of figuring out how did everybody get to where they are at this point in time where they're being taken hostage. Um, And it's, you know, each of them has their own grievances, each of them has their own life and their own backstory and their own prejudices that they are kind of putting out and towards other people. And as time goes on, they start to get this understanding mm-hmm. for each other and eventually kind of like each other. Um, so it's kind of about how every single one of these characters gets to where they are in this mm-hmm. story and then what happens to them after the fact. Um, and the story is. Nonlinear, So mm-hmm. it jumps around, which we're going to talk about in a little bit of whether or not we like that for this story, but it jumps around. Oh. There's so much left. Okay, we need to take big drinks. We need to down it. I'm going to burp. We have a baseball game to go to at 1 o'clock. What time is it? Eleven thirty. 11 But well, we got to leave at 1 o'clock. So... We're kind of on a time crunch today. Mm -mm. I can't do that. But we're also having like bread, because there's like technically like gluten and wheat in this. So like, it's kind of like bread. (laughs) We're full on eating on camera. You feel good? No. Okay, you start the next 15 minutes. Right now? Mm-hmm. You're not done. I can't this. <laughs> okay, our second 15 minutes starts now. I don't know why I do that. Uh, I'm going to try and finish this. I did drink more, but I'm, I'm going to try. Already, I'm well on my way. So, like we were saying, the book is kind of like how... Um, it's kind of about how there's a thin line of you know, you having these bad decisions or bad ideas, and you're walking this thin line of, am I going to do them or not? And then what happens next? And it kind of just snowballs and escalates into like a crazy situation that would probably never happen. But um, it just has a really deep meaning behind it. too, And like about judgment of people and judgment of yourself. Yes. And how everybody's just doing their best. And I think that's The main message that i loved about it yeah like we'll talk a little bit later about some of the characters that we like and some of the things that happened and um but this book is so like for lack of a better word like deep it's really deep i love (laughs) i love that because it's not like it's not like 800 pages of being like this is the meaning of life it's like 300 pages of we all fuck up and like shit goes down, but like you're doing your absolute best and we realize that you're doing your best and nobody's actually judging you that hard right as hard as you think they are and so while all the characters are kind of stuck in this room together being held hostage mm-hmm. and there's some other characters in the book that have their own story too but while everybody is judging each other mm-hmm. and then they're growing to understand because they're forced to kind of see each other's perspectives um you as the reader are doing that too um just because of the way that the author sets things up um, and it's really cool and it kind of makes you like look at yourself too and you're like oh how often do I judge like my parents for what they do or like my friends for what they do or just random people on the street yeah so it's like you're reevaluating yourself yeah also. I was we just went on a cruise Maddie and I just went on a cruise you can't tell them this lane, but we are okay, like a, a little, little bit tanner than, than our pale ass selves yeah. before. um we went on a cruise And this, I don't know if I told you about this, this, I was reading anxious people on the cruise and this girl came up to me and she said, Hey, I have heard of that book. Is it good? And I was like pretty far into it. So I was like, Oh my God, it's amazing. (laughs) But I was like, you know what? I just knew like what the like plot of it was and I knew nothing else about it. So I just thought it was like this funny book. And it's so much more than that. It's But it does it in a funny way that makes it, like, easy to read. And relatable, yeah. Hmm. So it's one of my favorite books. Yes. I'm really, really happy. To I wouldn't put it. it at, like, my number one, but, like, it's easily uh, up there. And you can tell by, we went through the Acatar books, and we complained about so much. I could not complain about a single thing nope. in this book. It was just the way he writes things and the way he puts it down on paper i'm just like that's how my brain works and i'm just i love this i think that's where we should start so not only does um backman write in a non-linear pattern in this book so there's like flashbacks um and then you know you're just time jumping Mm -hmm. at different spots in the book and it feels really chaotic Um, so there's that part of it but there's also just the the style of writing that he does Um, I wish I knew the page I might have the page number I got my handy dandy book ready page 52 or 53 Um, the way that he's babbling I would describe it as like babbling Uh, he writes like he talks or he writes like the thoughts that are coming out of his brain he just writes them down and it's the most relatable thing in the world, especially it, it fits with the name. So it's called anxious people. This is how this chapter starts. What you just told me. Yeah. Okay. A bank robber robs a bank. Think about that for a moment. Obviously it has nothing to do with you. Just as little as a man jumping off a bridge. Do any of those things go together whatsoever? Like, no, but like, it's the way that somebody would think because you're constantly thinking about things and it's just like, you're jumping from one thing to another, to another, Mm-hmm. And at first I was a little overwhelmed. I was like, oh, like, what are we doing? What is he talking about? Because I've never read a book like this before. And then I was finally like, oh my God, like this is my thought process on like an everyday basis. Like I could be thinking about one thing and then jump to another thing and then completely come back to the other thing I was thinking about and not like, even blink i mean people make fun of us because we talk that way to each other but that's actually like how my brain works and especially for someone who who does have anxiety like this Mm -hmm. book is called anxious people and if you've ever been anxious yourself if you've ever looked into the mind of an anxious (laughs) person that is exactly what their thoughts sound like there's this page in there and it's around that time where he's describing like what's going on and um, I don't know what all I wrote down but he's like kind of like babbling he's just like word vomiting about a bunch of different exceptions so he's like um saying how you know it's wrong to like murder someone unless you're doing this like in self-defense and blah 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 or unless you're in this situation unless you're in this it's wrong to rob a bank unless you're in this situation unless you're in this situation mm-hmm. love that part too because it's like we love to like condemn people for right or wrong and black mm-hmm. or white and yes. it's like you never think about well what if what if you did this what if you were in this situation yeah. and you felt like you had to do this certain thing i wish i could i wish i could pinpoint a certain part but it goes on for like a couple of pages where he's kind of just like babbling like that it says for instance if you feel that you really have to and that no one will get hurt is it okay to rob a bank no it's probably not and then accept fear possibly and then he goes on here and he's like yeah perhaps possibly. you too have children and this and this and this yeah and he's like, like possibly the bank robber had small children and therefore had a lot of practice being afraid perhaps you too have children in which case you'll know that you're frightened the whole time frightened of knowing blah 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 blah, and it just keeps like word vomiting and that's how you read it and you can't help but read it fast yes because you're like oh my god <laughs> but like it's so relatable and it's not hard to read. So if you're no. thinking like, oh God, I can't read that because it sounds so like chaotic and I'd have to like go back and reread or reread. Like I didn't feel like that Mm-mm. because it felt like it was coming out of my brain. <laughs> I did have to take breaks though while I was reading mm-hmm. this because I was like, there's so much going on. And then sometimes it was like so much like what's happening in my brain that I had to take a break. Yeah. Because I was like, maybe this is giving me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i like, that's the point. And he, mm-hmm. the author does it so well it's just it's refreshing I haven't read a book where an author writes like that before and I thought it was really refreshing and just accurate Mm -hmm. and that whole time I was like this is this is what goes on in my brain on a daily basis Uh and nobody has ever been able to like put that into words and Mm -hmm. I just thought it was so cool and that's why it's my favorite one of my favorite books yeah and there's just a lot of like messages in the book that and we literally have to get drunk to like talk about this in a serious way. We only have like seven minutes. Um. Yeah, we like, need. really hard. <laughs> I'm also getting red because it's also I the lighting. Light. No, it's like, lighting. I can feel myself. I can feel. That. <laughs> But anyways, we have to get drunk just to talk about this stuff because it's so deep and we can't be serious. Mm-mm. But um, there's a lot of like serious things in there. And I feel like anybody who is like struggling a little bit with like, are, am I doing the right thing? Like, I feel like I'm doing the wrong oh, thing all the time. Just, right? Like, feel like nobody else relates to the mm-hmm. way that you think and the way your thought process goes. Like read this book because it it's we have anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> and we relate to it a lot. And it's not like we have like, Terrible anxiety, but no. Like, but we're overthinkers. Yeah, and and if that's just, how fast. Yeah, your if you don't right want to feel alone with how you are feeling and how you're thinking, read the book because yeah. you realize that there's more people out there that actually yeah think that way. And the, and at the same time, that's what the characters are doing too. Yeah, so it's kind of funny. It's it's really interesting and the way that he writes is really interesting too um and the fact that he makes it jump around and I for one and other people that I've talked to that have talked to me about this know that I hate 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 any sort of book tv movie that has time jumps um whether it be like a five-year time jump whether it be like Anything else? I hate time jumps. I hate memory gaps and memory loss. I just, I, like t- I don't, and I could not tell you why, but I don't like, I don't know if it's a fear of like that happening to me, but like I hate anything like that. So, how I was, do you like, feel about like the book starts off? Cause I just read a book, it's called Ninth House. A book starts off like telling you what happens months in advance. And like, it gives you that little like blurb type of thing, but then the next chapter, it like jumps back to how it all started and then it starts and goes. And then eventually meets up with what they told you in the beginning. I, I don't love it. Um, like it gives me (laughs) exciting. I cannot tell you why. What did we just read? Oh, in five years, in five years is exactly (laughs) that where, um, she like is she has a dream that's five years later right yeah, yeah it's been a little bit. five years in the future she has a dream that's five years in the future and so the whole book is her struggling like with She saw that. this future and and, then, and it's, I, I think one of the things that irritates me about it is that people like you're just watching all their decisions that lead up to what you know is already going to happen. Yeah, and it's like so irritating at the same. Yeah, time. it's like irritating and stressful for me, and so yeah. that's why I don't like those. But in this, it worked. Yeah, it did. Because it wasn't a huge time jump in the book itself. Like it wasn't like months. It was like what well, more day. just like flashbacks and people's stories. Yeah, and then I think it added to it a lot because you already know. How the characters are reacting. Mm-hmm. but it doesn't give too much away either. I think it makes it uh, I think it makes you keep reading, yeah, because, because if you, you want to know why the characters are talking the way they they do in the interviews, yeah, like the police interviews mm-hmm. so so, yeah, the book kind of is about the hostage drama just happened like just like that day. So it's about a police officer and his father. and. They are trying to figure out who the bank robber is and what happened and how did everybody get to there. So they're interviewing all the hostages. So that's how you first learn about um, a lot of the different characters. So you just know, like this, like image of where they end up. But then when you meet them at later points in the book, you're like, wait, how do they get from here to here? And it makes it kind of a mystery, like a suspense. Like, not scary, yeah. but, like, oh, no. um, it's it's funny. It's, like, comical. Uh-huh. Um, there was one quote, and I love this quote, and I'm going to read it because I will remember this probably <laughs> for the rest of my life. Um, I called it a poop quote. Am I called it a poop quote. Smiley face. Um, but it's my favorite quote, and I think everybody should think about this. But okay. he says, anyone can nurture a myth about their life if they have enough manure, So if the grass looks greener on the other side of the fence, that's probably because it's full of shit. (laughs) Um, And I just love that because I think we live in a world where everybody is constantly comparing themselves to what they're seeing online, to what they're seeing anywhere. So just remember that just because the grass looks greener on the other side Mm -hmm. doesn't mean anything and could mean that it's full of shit. Um, For sure. No, and that's what the main cause of like, I feel like all the things anxiety is today. Mm-hmm. Why do you think so many people have anxiety?? Right. Like because you're constantly comparing yourself to other people mm-hmm. in their lives and what they're doing. And I think that really sums up like what the book is trying to teach you is just like little things like that. Mm-hmm. So on top of just being ridiculously funny mm-hmm. because of the characters in it who are funny, um, and annoying and idiots I'm saying that with air quotes because I don't think they're idiots I think they're just normal human beings and they're calling them idiots because it's you know funny and there wasn't one character in this book that like upset me to the point where like I didn't like them like I liked every single character in right this book. And like there were people who at the beginning who irritated me and I was like wow are they going to be like this the whole entire time Mm -hmm. but then you like get to know them because you give them a backstory and then you can see how they make these connections with people throughout and how they change and it's just like it's really fun to see like two totally opposite people connect with one another Uh and then form some kind of like relationship yeah for example one is an older woman and a young first starting out you know her life probably in her like 20s mm-hmm. um and she's a lesbian and then there's this older woman who is very like air quotes again stuck in her ways um very traditional and her views is what she comes across at and then they get put oh you drink <laughs> I know I will, I will our drink timer just went off I just want to finish it so they kind of get stuck. Together and mm-hmm. then learn that they actually have a ton in common. See, I'm thinking the exact opposite of you. I'm thinking of Roger and Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> so, there's just so, so many examples of it. So she's talking about the Anna Lena, who is the husband of Ro- or the wife of Roger, mm-hmm. and then um, Julia, who is the wife of Rose. You talk about this. I'm gonna go make another one. Okay. So I loved Roger and Rose's relationship yeah. because. Um, they end up getting stuck together, and like Roger's also a very stuck in his ways type of person because they are an older couple, and they you know, use the excuse yeah, they use the. yeah, they use the excuse of coming from a different generation, and you know, you can't ever change your mind about anything, right? So <laughs> so they end up connecting. And he ends up giving her like advice on how to be a parent because Julia is pregnant. And so obviously Mm -hmm. in the freezer, (laughs) obviously Ro is going to be a parent also. Mm -hmm. So he ends up like coming around and connecting with her and she ends up changing his views on things, right? Mm -hmm. Like on how to be a better husband towards Annalena. So it's like, you meet these people who are totally different from you and they can actually open your eyes which I think is a good message because our world today is very black and white so (laughs) I can just hear your fork or a spoon or whatever (laughs) I'm definitely drunk and I don't notice it until I get out of the the chair um and also are clanking during this episode. I know it's going it. to be fun for everybody to listen to. Um, I know you thing. were saying something. Else, in <laughs> the very first episodes that we filmed, and it might not have been until episode two, but, like, that was the part two of it, mm-hmm. um, I was messing with the foil from the <laughs> champagne bottle, and you can hear it in the background, and I couldn't cut it out without cutting out, like, our voices at the same time. I didn't even realize that you were doing it. My mom noticed it. My mom watched it, <laughs> which... I Diane! <know> <laughs> <am. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> So and she was like, God, what is that sound? And I was like, it's <laughs> you. So one of the questions that I wanted to talk to you, and I'm gonna split this into two questions, um, is there's like eight or nine, maybe ten, if you count everybody characters. Mm-hmm. Let's see. We wrote them all down. One, two, three, you know, four, we five, six, seven, eight. we forgot. The seven, the teller seven. at the cash's bank. Yes. Um, London there's like 12 characters I don't know 12 of names. characters in this book who are not main but like I would consider them all like purposeful um yeah everybody has a like some kind of significant yes and there's some storylines character storylines that are intertwined which is really cool mm-hmm. and we don't even have to get into that that can be something that you read you figure out yeah and because that's some of the those are my favorite characters it's the magic of the book it's yeah. like getting to know each one yeah. yeah and seeing how they are actually intertwined in small world type situations um so i'm starting the next 15 minutes <laughs> i'm trying to stick to the rules i know i'm sorry I'm, I, I have never stuck to the rules even uh, i have stuck to the rules every single time and so i'm checking this hit, and then i'm going to get another one if that doesn't describe our ability to drink then I don't know what does because I've always been I go hard and I can't (laughs) but um, that brings me to my question of who two-part question Who was the character that you Maddie most was most engaging to you Mm -hmm. and then who do you feel like you most connected with so the most engaging character to me was Zara Zara is She's a manager? She's like... Um, or the owner. She works very high up in a bank. In a bank. And so this, this story is so complicated mm-hmm. that it's hard to explain. But she is very high up in um the, a bank company. And this specific one that we're talking about is a cashless bank. Which plays a very big part in the story. But <laughs> Zara is very different from all of the other characters and I think that's what makes her so interesting to me is that she doesn't give two shits what you think Mm -hmm. about her um and she's very set in her own ways and she has all these certain like ticks, not like ticks, but like things about her that Mm -hmm. she like has to do throughout the story and it was just really fun like Seeing how her story intertwined with the ending of the story that mm-hmm. I was like so she plays a big role in the events that led up to mm-hmm. everybody being in this apartment um should I just say it she's a very wealthy person because she's high up in she's very thing, wealthy right? she's like kind um, of like she a... really likes going to apartment showings mm-hmm. where there is a balcony facing the certain bridge that someone died on that someone died on yes so You kind of, at the beginning, are like, why is she looking at these apartments that, like, obviously a rich person wouldn't go and buy? Mm -hmm. And so her story just keeps, like, building and building. And she has this relationship with a psychologist also. Mm -hmm. That you're like, why is this an important part of the story, too? So it eventually builds to... Yeah, that's why I don't know if I want to say it all. I don't know. But there's this kind of dark secret that Zara has. And she's kind of a mystery... She's not so much a mystery um, to us, but we do learn more as the book goes on. Like, you know why she feels the way that she does. You know what Mm -hmm. that letter, there's a letter that she gets and you don't realize what the letter says until the very end. But you kind of have an idea of what that letter says the whole time. Yeah. And even though it's not what I thought it was, it still made sense to what I was thinking. Yeah. And you, like, I didn't know what the letter was going to say or which way it was going to lean But you knew what it was going to be about. You knew, yeah, who it was from. And so she has this like guilt and these, it's depression. Mm -hmm. It's it's partly depression. She's got this immense like sadness and loneliness in her. And it kind of turns her, on the outside, it turns her cold and makes her kind of a bitch to (laughs) everyone. So she acts like a bitch, but in the book, it's really funny because like the stuff that she says is witty and funny. And but you always know there's this always this part of her and she was who I would have said was the most engaging or most interesting too. Mm-hmm. Um, because she just like draws you in like, you know, that there's something more to her than what's going on. And that's why she's acting the way that she is. Um, But as you get to learn more about her, she becomes a lot more likable and she as you start to like her more, she softens as like a character in the mm-hmm. book. Um, but she's the most mysterious. I feel like out of all of them, and like her, her talking to her psychologist, mm-hmm. you don't really know. Like, you just think it's a psychologist, right? Yeah. And then she just, she's just talking to to somebody to talk to somebody. And so I think that going through those appointments with her, like writing mm-hmm. in his writing, he was like describing what she talked about. I think that connected. Like the reader to her more too Mm -hmm. and it made her seem more human because she seems very not human yeah when she's interacting with other characters too right would you say that zara is the person that you most connected with or do you have a different no and i think that the person that i would have most connected with was bro she's very flighty (laughs) she she is the one in the book who wants to get an apartment. So she is the partner of Julia. Yes, And so they've looked at multiple apartments together and Julia doesn't want any of them. And none of them are good enough. Like something's wrong with each one of them, right? That's yeah. What, yeah. So, and Ro just wants an apartment. She's like, this one's fine. But like, I relate to Ro because I love to avoid conflict as much as possible (laughs) and I will put off things that I know will cause conflict for as long as I possibly can in hopes that they will disappear (laughs) so Mm -hmm. she's just very like I'm gonna get this done like I want this to be over with I just want this to like end and she like she also gets so nervous throughout some of the like interactions that the people have that she likes she nervous eats. I nervous eat. (laughs) And like, she literally takes like limes or something off of the counter and starts peeling them and eating them. And that is something I would do because like, I'm using my hands right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not nervous, (laughs) but like, I have to be doing something with my hands when I'm in a really stressful situation. So like eating or just like rubbing my hands together or just like, Mm -hmm. like, I related to her a lot yeah it, she was like super real it was funny because they said they had this like bowl of limes on the table and Roger and Annalena who are kind of that like um very strict very cold very um black and white you have to follow by the, by rules, the book yeah. are like you can't eat those limes those are show limes and the it's <laughs> yeah. she's, she's like eating like whole ass <laughs> limes because she's nervous <laughs> and there's nothing else they end up like in a hostage situation, they end up like ordering a pizza <laughs> and getting it delivered. And so then it's really funny, but I'm like dying over here on the side because I would agree that I thought Zara was the most interesting or intriguing, engaging character. Jack, the police officer um, is who I was gonna say that I connected with the most because I, um, And I've been like keeping this from you Um, because I wanted to, I know. Uh, I was gonna say that it was Jack. He's the police officer who's like kind of like the main investigator on it. And I was like, I really like relate to like the frustrations that cause he's getting, he's just getting pissed off by everybody the whole time. Cause everybody's being they, silly. And they are. Nobody's doing any of the right things the entire time that this investigation is going on. And he, and he like is, and he's just trying to like keep everybody <laughs> together. And for some reason I like kind of related to that. And I was like, I really like Jack, mm-hmm. but if I look at all the characters, <laughs> you're going to die. The person who I was gonna pick that I most connected to or related with was Julia. I was, tell you, I was like, I was like, if we were a lesbian, this is what would be happening. Because she would be like, No, I don't like this. This is not the apartment we're getting, at. I must have this and this and this. And I'd just be like, fucking pick one. But then I'd still be like, Whatever you want. We just happy conversation last night about like how we played as children and like you were either you were either the friend who was like the boss who was like okay we're gonna play house mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be the mother and you're gonna be the child and I need to do mm-hmm. all these chores and you go get this and you go get this and I was that one yeah I'm or... the being because... <laughs> to And it was everywhere (laughs) I would go, people would be like, Maddie, this is what you're gonna do. And I'm like, (laughs) and and I was the one who liked to yell at other people. There's this video of me and my brother and sister, and we're jumping on a bed, like dancing to music, jumping on a bed, and my brother knocks this thing off the wall. And this is just like an old like home video. My brother like knocks this thing off the wall, and we all go, because my mom's like recording, and he just knocks something off the wall. So we're all like. Uh-huh. and then everybody just kind of like starts jumping like dancing again and then my brother or sister they start jumping like too hard and you can see me in the video okay that's enough and I'm like fine and it's funny because your brother is older than you and like I was over here thinking I'm like well maybe it's because my brother's older than me and he's the one who was like Maddie you're gonna do that and I'm sorry if you don't like it but and he'd like promise me things and then never do that so like I'm like maybe that's why I was the way I was but you're younger you're like the middle child I'm right? standing there with like a yeah well I mean we're twins but I have middle child, middle child. syndrome and um uh, and then so we're dancing with these like microphones and I'm literally like okay stop stop I mean, I'm like trying to, like, <laughs> that's but that's kind of what Julia and Row are like so they're a couple and so <laughs> During that, and the the whole time I'm describing Ro, I'm like, I don't know if I should bring this up, but like, (laughs) you're Julia. (laughs) And I loved Julia because she was just like, she was straight up. She was like, this is what I want. This is what we're going to do. And she really Mm -hmm. took control and like took care of people. Yeah. And so I was like, I loved her, but like, I I related to But Julia, on the other hand, was like, we have like three minutes left. I don't have a drink. I also have to pee. Can you wait three minutes? Yeah. Okay. So Julia, I feel like I'm most related to because she was kind of this person who, while she was worried about everything working out perfectly, mm-hmm. um, she was also like frustrated that things weren't like going her <laughs> way, like Ro really wanted to use this closet. Um as a as a bunch of different things. They had different hobbies that she, would, she had. A bunch like, of different up, random yeah. hobbies. Like one of them was like plants mm-hmm. or like making like wine. I think it was mm-hmm. the wine one. She wanted to turn this big closet into a place to like make her wine or, or store her wine or something. And Julia like freaked out because that's not in her perfect plan of like things to do. Like she clearly likes somebody like Ro and she wants somebody like Ro, but also like if things aren't like hundred percent perfect, mm-hmm. um, then Like, she freaks out, and she's like, no, I don't want this apartment. No, I don't want this apartment. She's also, like, very, like... She's She's, a nurturing character. She's definitely, like, a mom character, but she's super nervous. She's pregnant, and she's worried about being a mom for the first time. So she's struggling with all that. And I don't know, I think the biggest thing for me, like, relating to her was, like, oh, if one tiny thing is not perfect, we can't get this apartment. Like, I struggle with that a lot. Uh, Like, oh, it didn't be perfect. Like, everything is ruined. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I was like, (laughs) I really relate to her. (laughs) but so At the beginning we were like we both looked at each other and we're like it's J- like jack we really jack, like jack we, jack. Like we really relate to jack but we didn't tell each other who we we're gonna pay for in this. an alternate universe we are um an expecting lesbian <laughs> the other characters you relate to more and more as you learn about them but i felt like a kind of connection with Yeah, and they they were a young couple too also. So it was like they had different opinions and views than like a lot of the other people did in there. And I just think that we also have those opinions and views. Okay, we're back. We're starting the next 15 minutes. I feel not fair though, because I did, well, I did my shot before. So does that count as one of my 15 minutes? Yeah. Okay. We took that, a shot before this. There was one where I didn't do a fifteen minutes of, but I'm like drunk, so it's in my tummy full. My tummy's not full. <laughs> Isn't that weird? My tummy full. I'm not in my full. <laughs> That's my problem. That's why I can't keep going. always, like, yeah. It's so like there's like, no room. You... <laughs> <laughs> it's like if there was room left, I promise I would drink more. That's why shots. Yeah. Don't have the answer honestly. But you saw how good we were at doing that, so um, we were really good at it. <laughs> I was gagged; <laughs> almost threw up. But that might be because it was ten forty-five in the morning. Yeah, taking a shot. Yeah, ten forty-five. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I almost had that in the background. Um, but anyways, we were just talking about what characters we um, thought were most engaging, or which ones we related to the most. But the one <laughs> we basically found out that we're a couple. Uh, but what? what's new yeah let's what's, what's, what's new what's new my victor um but the the biggest I think the biggest plot twist in the book is the character that you're the most surprised by um so I'm hoping that you've been sort of thinking about the fact that the main character is the bank robber which we haven't really talked about a lot so how would you be thinking that but (laughs) um, the main character is the bank robber and I'm hoping that you this entire time thought it was a man because that's what I did when I read the book (laughs) it's not a man it's a woman but can we talk about that for a second yeah we're gonna talk about that so (sighs) isn't it weird no like like it's fine that we do this because men don't deserve anything (laughs) But like, isn't it weird that we just automatically? It's not weird because men, but like, we automatically assume that this person was a man. Can I tell my story about the the my new neighbor? Yeah, about me thinking that I'm this? this one. What you fucking universe? You so this just reminded me of a thought. Of I have these. I think you just say after you're done. Okay. I have these things that I try to try to live by. And I try to I think of myself as a person Thank who God she didn't give her name. I did. <laughs> um of this, I think of myself as or I try to be a certain way. <laughs> and sometimes you do I don't do, you do it. Because backstory. We used to live together in college. And one day I get this random mix of letters and numbers. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she's like, um, she didn't text me for a while after that. And I was like, that's fine. Like That's okay. Mm-hmm. This is going to mean something eventually. <laughs> yeah. And um, she texted me later and she's like, it's a license plate number. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> eventually she would have figured out uh-huh. because I, there was this person, this is so many backstories now. I went for a run and there was this person in a truck who I was running around a park and there's like you, there's a road there, so you can drive around it too. But I was running, and this person would drive for a little bit, stop in front of me, wait for me to keep running. But it was terrible. It was a few years ago, and this park was sketchy as fuck. Yeah. And this person was that they would. It was scary to me because for a solid like 20 minutes of my run, they would stop ahead of me, and then I would run ahead of them, and then they would stop ahead, Which and I would weird. run ahead. So I sent Maddie a license plate because I thought if anything happened to me um I'm really flattered that you sent it yeah me. of course mm-hmm. well you know how like paranoid yeah. I am I listen to a lot of true crime I love anything but like, but like Victor was part of the equation at that point point. and I was like but I felt you knew my paranoia <laughs> you. And obsession I did and I, I, you that I did think that it was a license plate yeah so Mm -hmm. I sent her a license plate number because even if I didn't send her anything else ever again Mm -hmm. um they would have something to go on and eventually I feel like in an investigation you would have figured out (laughs) that that was a license plate um so that's one backstory but the other day I did something that was completely against everything that I've ever tried to hold myself to (laughs) I need to say this kind of quietly because I don't know if they're home right now but um I have a neighbor in my apartment and they're a new neighbor. They've just been here about a week. i go look and see if he's looking through. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they stopped me the other day and they said they were just introducing themselves and they so, told this me this big old story about how they're like a drummer and they might be loud, but they put like muffler thingies on there to keep it quiet. He <laughs> was heading on her. <laughs> and they were, so. He was hitting on <laughs> um, But they, um, you know, were just being super duper friendly super friendly like seriously like so nice and so in this like 30 second 60 second maybe like exchange i'm out by my car in the parking lot and so they know what my car looks like and it's and not like any like, other car in the parking lot <laughs> and they're asking me questions about myself i'm asking questions about them i don't get their name cuz they said it so fast but um they get mine. I told him, I was like, my name is Caitlin. And he was like, I was like, have you lived here long? Cause I never seen before. And he was like, I just moved in a week ago. And he was like, how about you? And I was like, I've been here about a year. And then he goes, is it just you? And I said, yeah, just immediately out of nowhere said like, yeah, it's just me. So I not only gave him my name, the fact that I live alone, my apartment number, and he knows my car looks like, so he knows that I'm here. And that goes against every single Paranoid rule that I have for myself that I've every rule and I've ever also learned. Also that we're paranoid. You can sit there and think that we're paranoid, but like men. Yeah, yeah. Well, one rule that I broke for myself um while reading this book was making assumptions about everything. Like I fell into the author's trap because his biggest. Um, plot twist in this is that he wants you to fall into that the entire time I was reading this book because he he just describes the bank robber as the bank robber and then if someone else like the police officers Mm -hmm. are talking about the bank robber maybe then he uses male pronouns Mm -hmm. um but But you get police don't know who this person is yeah the police don't know who this person is so I'm thinking you get to like maybe like a third of the way through the book and you find out it's a woman and so I find out it's a woman I do like a double take I'm like wait a minute I spent maybe 10 minutes trying to flip back through the book to find a male pronoun the entire time I was using male Mm -hmm. pronouns and there were none it's like when you read those things on the internet and it's like they put the twice Uh uh-huh and And then and then at the end they're like I bet you didn't realize that you read the twice and then you go back and you see the the I, yeah we did 100%. automatically yeah I did too a hundred percent fell for it um so then I was like oh man that like, it was, was like a dad trap. yeah a dad who yeah was like struggling okay they rob a bank so it's like like you don't know but I honestly think this person is a good person mm-hmm. because they go to this bank like they owe so much on this apartment like a very specific amount on this apartment to stay through like the next month or something. Yeah, right? like six thousand. So something. they're desperate at this point because like Caitlin said, they've lost everything. So they don't have a way to pay for it. They go into this bank, they rob it, they try to rob it for a very specific amount of money. Yeah, like so yeah. she's not trying to take any more or less than what she needs. Right. So that right there is like you have a little bit of like sympathy for this person is like she's just literally trying her best (laughs) to get the money that she needs and take it and go, but she ends up going to into a cashless bank, right? Right. So you can't. And then the police come, and then what are you going to do? You have to flee, and so she runs across the street. If she goes upstairs to this apartment that they're showing, and it all just goes right crazy from with them. a, a right. gun that she thought was fake yeah but was not actually fake no but you know it just like all these bad things were happening to her and the entire time you think it's happening to a man mm-hmm. which is just our bias that we have that it would be a man but but it's not but do you think it's a bias well deserved sometimes yes okay sometimes yes because everything you see and everything everything you see on like the news versus like fiction tv the majority of the time who is it that's Mm -hmm. committing a crime right so it's like you're automatically going to like assume yeah we just assume that it's a man because what woman goes in and tries to rob a bank with a gun right and so you know i fell for that assumption you you fell for that assumption or we made that assumption um and that's kind of also the main point of the book um that's the most like shocking in your face like telling of the moral of the story is that um it's like trying not to like make those assumptions question do you have more sympathy for them now that they're a woman versus whether they had stayed a man i don't know because i felt pretty bad for him like mm-hmm. as a him, yeah. Um, <laughs> with air quotes because it's a woman. But uh, I had sympathy for them because you knew their backstory, right? Yeah, you but knew. Like, if you were a hostage in the apartment and it was like a man versus a woman, would you I think be they would have reacted scared? the same way? Or like, would you be more scared of a man or more scared of the woman? I. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I don't know because I'm not in that situation, but I would feel somebody with a gun anyway would, you know. Yeah, I feel like the stereotype is that the man would be more scary. The man's obviously the one to commit the crime. Mm -hmm. Like he obviously like does, and then um it's a woman. And regardless of you know her gender, um (laughs) <laughs> they're just not very good at it um and they're like the most endearing person in the entire thing yeah and like she gets offended throughout the book when they think that she's gonna like shoot them yeah she's like no why would I do that to you and we're well, just like and, the, and then another like storyline and is that it's actually a real gun right yeah, yeah and she so doesn't it, think it's a real gun. she doesn't know that it's a real gun which I'm like how oh, because real guns are heavy you know they're like heavier but um than a toy gun but she's even a toy like pistol or something right yeah and so i'm like but um anyways it's just like the biggest plot twist so spoiler alert we've weighed past that point but that's the biggest plot twist is that it's actually um a woman the entire time and that is just the most in your face kind of version of the point of the whole book Mm -hmm. um something else that i thought was really interesting if There's kind of this fine line of, you know, a series of unfortunate events that happens in your life, um, or just one bad idea after another, and how many bad ideas does it take to get to a certain point, um, or how desperate you are for something, and in this way, she was about to lose her kids, she was about to lose her entire, her life, her job, her, she had no place to live, she was going to lose everything if she did not get this money. And so, like, it, it just makes me think there's such a thin line that we're walking constantly. I know. And it's so easy to say that you wouldn't do these things. Mm-hmm. But it's so easy to say them when you're sitting in a room. Right. With everything that you need mm-hmm. and everything that you love around you. So it's kind of like, it's empathy. Put yourself in their yeah. shoes. What do you think you would do if you were in that situation and you weren't comfortable? Because if I'm being honest... And we're thinking about, oh, that's just irrational. Why would anybody ever think that that's a possibility? But if you put yourself in their shoes and think about what they're experiencing of what options they feel that they have Mm -hmm. left, how, how desperate for lack of a better term, they are, how desperate they are for that. It's not that far of a stretch. It's not that irrational to think I'm just going to go rob a bank. So how many, how many bad ideas are we away from? Yeah, and isn't it funny that like a person who has so much on their mind with anxiety, how less rational they can think than a person who's like, like I'm reading this book and I'm like, I'm listening to options that she has mm-hmm. besides committing a crime, right. but I'm not in that situation and I don't have that weighing on me to the point where I think this is my only choice. Mm-hmm. So isn't it like, it's crazy to think that somebody who, actually like is living that Mm -hmm. and can't think straight because they're just so like worried or anxious or upset about it that they think that this is their only path is that not relatable I mean I'm not saying that we're gonna go out and commit a crime rob a bank do something crazy or do anything (laughs) that's in any of those stuff that I listen to but um you know like I've had bad ideas before yeah and doesn't I love the way he writes because it's like he doesn't make... I don't know. He's just like, you think you would do this, but would you actually? Mm-hmm. And or it just you, makes you question everything. Yeah. It makes you think about everything. It the whole point is things are not black and white. Mm-hmm. There is not. And it goes back to that thing we were talking about earlier about how when we were talking about the anxious thoughts and all the exceptions that they were making, like you shouldn't rob a bank, but what if you have no other choice because blah, 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 blah. And yeah. it, that's, that's how everything is. Like all maybe the what I, ifs in the world. Yeah. Like, like I'm a teacher and I'm taught not to accept what ifs. Yeah. Like that's the number one thing that you're nuts, but you're like, this is not, we're not talking about what if. Like, if you're teaching them, it could go anything from, like, math to you're teaching them how to run a drill in the classroom, mm-hmm. right? You you don't ask what if. You mm-hmm. just ask, or you just you just follow my lead, right? But, like, everybody's always thinking of well, what if, what we if, did if this, this? Happened? What if the situation had turned out differently? The bank robber must be a terrible person because they're a bank robber. They can't have good and bad in them. They're just a bad person because they're a bank robber. But that's yeah. not that's not actually true. Time, I do have to say, <laughs> if somebody's robbing a bank, probably are not a a great person. But I think it. Makes but sense like, you things. want to know where this originated from? Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, maybe they're not a bad person. Mm-hmm. I worked at this place. called, called Golden Corral, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And what was special about this Golden Corral is that everybody was on work release, mm-hmm. right? So they had done something, <laughs> and then they were working. And then they'd go back and, you know, they'd do the same thing over and over again to show that they were integrating into society, right? Mm-hmm. But I met this man and he had driven the car, like the getaway car for a bank robbery, right? Nicest man I probably have ever met in my entire life. Mm-hmm. He was kind, he was soft spoken. He was, like, anything that I needed, he would, like, he would do it for me, right? Yeah. Like, he was just a nice person. And so he was nice to everybody else around me, too. So that was a good sign, mm-hmm. right? And But, like, the crime that he did is he would drive a car for, like, a, yeah. a bank robbery. Well, and we had joked at the beginning of this about judging books by their covers because I feel like when I, I'm i being he was literally... Huge. I'm being like literal, like judging an actual book by its actual cover. But in terms of like interactions with like humans, this whole entire book is about not judging people by the things that they have done. Yeah, this man was huge. He had tattoos. He had been arrested for driving the car that assisted a bank robbery. Right. But I swear to God, nicest man I have ever met in my entire life. We're, We're all really just trying to do the best that we can. And sometimes those thoughts are misguided. Um. Yeah, it really reminded me of tattoos. I don't know if you can see mine. But it says <laughs> so far, so good. Says, so far, so good. And it's kind of like the same, like, we're just all yeah. trying to do the best, best that we can with what we've been given. And, and I read this book and I started saying yeah. after I read this book, I was like, if somebody questions somebody else, I'm like, well, they're just doing like, the they're doing their best. And then, like, if somebody asks me something, I'm, like, I'm doing my best. Yeah. Like, that's all you can ask for anybody. And, like, I'm really excited to read his other books mm-hmm. because I have a man called Ove, and I'm going to read it. I'm just it's really sad, and I don't know if I'm ready for yeah. a down yet. It's supposed but, to be. Yeah. I'm excited to see whether his, like, thought process and writing is the same as Anxious People or if it's, like, yeah. a little bit different. I and hope then... he's different because I would be really impressed by that. Yeah. If he can just switch back or and switch- forth. Just switch back and forth but I would also be really happy if it had yeah if it was a writing style like it was for right people. we highly recommend this book it's like a it's it makes you laugh and it makes you think and I don't think there's and it is different. Book. <laughs> it's different from what we've like reviewed before yeah because I feel like all the books we've done are very different from one another but like this one it just kind of makes other books. It makes you feel like, oh, yeah, somebody out there thinks the same way that I do. Yeah. Okay, so we just got back from another episode. This is um in between the last couple episodes in terms of drunkness. Like, we're definitely drunk, but not, like, puky or anything. I feel like the first one was we were both absolutely wasted by the end of it. Wasted. The second one, I was absolutely wasted by the end of it. Yeah. But- I don't know how you were. I didn't. I didn't get as much, but this is a full-on brunch and we're having a full-on brunch, so we're feeling good. But I feel like we've talked enough about how deep this book is. Yes. And, and um people would just benefit from reading this book. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm so, I swear to God, it's gonna make you feel better no matter like what your mindset is or how your mental health is, it's going to make you feel better. Yeah. It makes good. it it's light. It makes it light. Yeah. It's not all that like deep shit that makes you feel like better about yourself, but kind of depressed at the same time. Yeah. You know? It's just, it makes you feel good yeah um so I think that's all we're gonna say about that book um I kind of talked about yeah I kind of talked about what I'm reading next I'm reading um a little life by who oh, by this person that you can't see unless you're watching us on YouTube okay. and you can read backwards it, she wants to do an episode on this we could do an episode on this it would take we would have to get together before and really put together an episode for that one I don't think I I don't know if I can do it it is something it sounds very personal very read alone in the dark it's hard to talk about yeah without I don't think you know no I don't know and that's why that's why I'm more scared than anything because I'm scared because I don't know what's in it um and I just know that it's gonna be what the main character goes through is absolutely the worst shit I've ever heard of. yeah and I didn't life. look up anything on purpose so right now I'm at that point where it's like I can't even imagine what they would be going through so but <laughs> I am going to read it for you and for Spencer um that so I, I want to read it for you guys he's the one who got me to read that book I think yeah it is popular I had I've seen, it, seen it. it on book talk and I wanted to read it and then I talked about it with my brother and then I talked about it with Spencer and I was like, okay, these are like signs Has that I need to read this it? book, Spencer. Has Ryan read it? No. I don't know if Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan likes to read the shit that makes you feel good. <laughs> yeah, you don't read this then. Apparently. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> um, are you do you know what you're reading next? Well, since I'm into my dark could I could. You know what I want to do? This has nothing to do with the podcast. I want to go find a really cute cool like bookstore Ugh. and just like spend the day in it. There's okay. a bookstore that Maddie took me to that is a bookstore slash coffee shop. We have to go to that and actually wine. get wine though because we went there and we got coffee but we did not get wine so we need to do like late night wine. I bought um where is it? oh six I'm propping <laughs> I'm propping my laptop up on it right now but I have about six, six, six of crows there so I'm gonna read that in the future to all the six of crows fans you're gonna have to go buy the second book then yeah there's gonna be a third one but so I have to read <laughs> I have to read the other because I want to read all the six of crows books in order I don't even know if that's what the series is called but um six of crows um yeah so six of crows and then wicked kingdom. Or yeah okay. I don't know so that's what I'm gonna read eventually yeah. but um you're gonna read more dark academia. I'm thinking about doing the the, the Society next, but then also was it BTK Killer? The BtK Killer. She has a book on the BtK Killer. I've been trying to do like a, a true crime thing, but yours is um nonfiction. Yeah. Right. And I don't do a lot of nonfiction. A lot of the nonfiction that I do own is like history nonfiction. So I'm like, can I give a can I give a book recommendation to yeah. any true crime people who haven't read it yet? Yeah. Um this took me a long time to read. Is it the one you were reading in? Yeah, this is called I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Um, She told me about it and it fucked me up. (laughs) um, It fucked me up. It's very honest. Um, It's by Michelle McNamara. Uh, She has since passed away. Um, But she's an incredible author. Um, And she wrote this book. And she really did have a big part in... um, like leading to who this person was. Um, so this is about the Golden State Killer, is probably his most popular name. Um, and it is one of the most honest and accurate books um, that I've read, it's really, really good. And at the same time that you're learning kind of about the investigation, so there's plenty of, if you're really into true crime, there's plenty of the facts of the case in here. Um, it's it's a lot of that. She went and did a lot of investigating herself after the fact because it happened, you know, seventies, eighties, I think. Um, but it's also about kind of her obsession with true crime and, and what that did to her life. Um, I just have a lot, sorry. Yeah. So it, it's really good. Um, it's you, one of my favorite books. If you ever look up, I don't know if this will make it in, but, um, if you ever look up the hitchhike, the hitchhiker, killer or something like that not the railroad one no it's something hitchhiker my dad has a cousin who was murdered by mm. the hitchhiker I don't know if they call him the hitchhiker killer it's something hitchhike and they picked him up on the um her, she got she was murdered in the 70s and I met her the older sisters. not that her older sister not that long ago but it was like back in the time in California when it was really big to be a, a serial killer Serial killer in oh California. Like she was, she was martyred She was one of the murder victims then, and I'm like, that's not cool. No, but it's like interesting. You it's know? it's interesting because you don't think that you could be, um, you don't think that it's that close to you, and that's one of the scary yeah. parts, and and that's one of the the. And so, of true being- crime with me has always been like, you're into true crime, Hannah's into into true crime mm-hmm. our other friend is into true crime and stuff I've never been able to get into true crime because it just makes me feel and she's like... going straight into the btk stuff so... <laughs> and so I'm like maybe this will be okay <laughs> but we'll see you'll have to let me know how it is because I haven't read that um I'm hoping it's events like like in describing not that I'm a morbid person but like describing like how he thought and what he did yeah. and stuff like that because that's why I'm reading it like I don't think that stuff is not cool in any type no. of way but the the investigation process and what they have to look through and what they have to go through to to figure all that out is is what's interesting yeah. to me yeah um a lot of the details really get to me though so like we'll see if I can get through it because yeah. like I listened to that morbid episode with you and I was like I probably won't ever do that. Again, yeah, you get it like desensitized to it. It's kind of bad. Um, but I'm very yeah. sensitized to it. So I'm excited for you to read that one. I don't know if you're gonna read that next, but I might. I'm trying to switch up my genres and mm-hmm. each time I go through something. I like. could go for a nice, a nice just cheesy rom-com book right now. I just read
1: I'm just gonna like read the movies. I'm gonna
0: read Red, White, and Royal Blue. I have it if the you fact, need to borrow the it. The fact that I haven't read it yet is bad. I have it if you need to borrow it. And if you want to come to Champagne and go to lit with me. Yeah. Um, so what's next before what's we end next? the episode? What's next? Jacob. Next Jacob, Jacob is next. Maybe Victor. So we're gonna go from this deep, actually serious, important stuff to a full smut episode. And we're really excited. <laughs> and Jacob agreed. He read the book. Victor has not read it yet. So if he reads it, maybe he'll be on there to talk about it. But um, Jacob has read the book. And so we'll mm-hmm. have special guests to come on and talk about their opinions of it. But we picked Twisted Love. Trust me, Jacob is going to have the best opinion that takes. you have ever heard. <laughs> he will he'll get it. He has some real good takes. And, yeah. and I agree with a lot of them. <laughs> very like this is a very surface level smut book right yes people have deep intuitive like things to say about it right so So they were like you know kind of like joking and we were like okay we're gonna look up what's this the the most popular smutty book that Mm -hmm. we can what's the most cheesy smut that we can give um and Twisted Love came up and I'm sorry for Twisted Love fans oh fuck it man (laughs) i'm sorry for the twisted love fans but it's not going to be an episode where we um rave on it i will bash it multiple times <laughs> to say the least i will bash it multiple times <laughs> so next episode we will be discussing all of our thoughts and then, on twisted love sometime in the future why don't we do silent? <laughs> sometime and maybe we'll do silent patience <laughs> We're just getting too excited about the stuff that we are reading, and so a special guest will be nice. Yeah. You don't have to just listen to. Us so we'll switch it up with a special guest, and we're an gonna hour. switch it up because we've been talking about you know good um like good feely books. We've been talking and about I serious that, books. like we've been switching it up enough like fantasy, fantasy. Then we went to historic historical fiction, kind of Evelyn Hugo. Yeah, and then. I don't even know what now, it's just fiction. Yeah. Like, now we're gonna get into some real smut and we're going smut smut. It's not even rom-com. It's like it's smut, man. But it wasn't even good. It wasn't good smut. Oh, that's too much we'll of a get spoiler. Into, we'll get into it. <laughs> Next time on What's for Brunch? Wait, we gotta finish. Oh it let's finish it. Okay, now bye. bye. bye.